Welcome to Take Me With You, episode 141. I'm Ryan. And I'm Cheryl. We are two well-traveled people who want to go everywhere. But that's not going to happen. Instead, for the last couple of years, we've been traveling vicariously by inviting guests to share their unique travel stories with us. It's been awesome, and our podcast has been all over the globe. Now we're taking some time to revisit the Wish You Were Here segment of our show, where we each share travel attractions that we recommend. Today's Wish You Were Here's are from North America minus the United States. (laughs) (laughs) You might need to explain that a little bit more there, Cheryl. Well, since we live in the U.S. and most of our guests live in the U.S., we have a ton of Wish You Were Here's from the U.S. Um, Mm -hmm. And so as we were grouping these and we're covering different continents and different countries... Um, we can't do a North America one and have anyone actually listen to the whole episode because it would be crazy long. So those will be broken <laughs> up. They're coming soon. The U.S. is on its way to our Wish You Were Here episodes. Um, so these are from countries that are not the U.S. but are, in fact, still in North America. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a good distinction and a good reminder that there are other cool things on our own continent that are cool to see. Yeah, kind of fun if you can just like drive to another country. We don't get to do that very much here in our giant country. So, you know, no, that's not a, a ton. fun option. Mm-hmm. Again, once borders open up and things, you know, minor yeah, detail. All that. But I'm sure by the time this episode is coming out... A hundred percent of the Earth's population will be um, vaccinated and no one will be wearing face masks and we'll be like, COVID who? I don't know her. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's going to be great. I'm sure that's exactly what it is. I know. I I make really accurate predictions, so I feel Mm -hmm. good about this. So. Yep. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. We'd better get started before you make some more predictions. Okay, there, sounds good. Let's get started. <laughs> Serena, what's uh, sure. What's your wish you were here? Uh, so today uh, I'll talk about Notre Dame, but a different one. So again, oh. on with the church theme. So this is the Notre Dame Basilica in uh, Montreal, in Quebec, Canada. And the reason I want to mention it is that they currently have a light show experience in the cathedral that is just incredible. So it's called Aura, A-U-R-A, and mm. it is just amazing. Um, the, so the cathedral is entirely dark on the inside when you go in, except they have all of this detailed light that outlines the um, the painting and the artwork and the icons that they have in the cathedral. And you can walk around and kind of interact with them as the light and the music changes on these paintings. And then they come have you sit down in the seats and they do a... 
light and sound show for about 15 minutes. I don't Mm. even know how to describe it. You'll have to go to the website and watch the video. But it is just incredible. And that was absolutely a highlight um, when we went to Montreal. And it's, I think, great for anybody. Um, It's, yeah, it was a fantastic experience. So, yeah, Ara at Notre Dame Basilica in Montreal, Canada. Nice. Cool. All right. Next time I get up to Canada, I'll have to check it out. (laughs) Yes. Kate, how about you? All right. Well, I'm going to highlight the Bouchard Gardens, which are near Victoria, BC on Vancouver Island in Canada. Um, I've been in the summer a few times when I was a kid and a teenager. And then my husband and I went a couple of years ago in October when the fall colors were happening. And it was just incredible. Like mm. you kind of think of it more during when the flowers would be blooming, but like the trees were beautiful and they have a Japanese garden there. So obviously we went down <laughs> to the Japanese garden <laughs> and it was amazing. The trees were so bright and vivid. We took a bunch of pictures oh, and spent fun. a bunch of time there. So, and then they have the sunken garden, which is like, like showpiece garden. That was really beautiful. So I would highly recommend going there and trying maybe even in some different seasons because hmm. it looks different every season you go. So it's great. That's yeah. so fun. So how did you, how did oh, you get man. up there? Yeah, we took, what did we do? I think we took a bus. Um, yeah, we took a, like a Vancouver Island bus. Um, okay. We did not, because we went up to the Vancouver Island on the Clipper, Victoria Clipper, mm-hmm. um, which is a passenger ferry. And then, so we didn't have a car with us. We were just walking around town the whole time we were downtown Victoria. But then, to it, you know, the garden is well outside it's like 40 minutes away or something. Oh, okay. So you have to either there's like shuttle buses that can go or you can just take like a regular bus. So that's what we did. We had a f- kind of fun adventure on the way out because we didn't realize the um bus wouldn't stop at the gardens on the way back because of the route. So oh. we had to like walk down the road quite a ways oh, to get to the bus stop that it was stopping hmm. at. It feel I felt like it wasn't very well posted at the bus stop so it took hmm. us a while to figure out where we needed to be but we finally <laughs> made it back that's good to know yeah <laughs> that makes me really happy that you referred to that as a fun adventure because <laughs> i think you have to view travel like that otherwise it's kind of a bummer sometimes oh so. yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> totally well yeah every time something goes like not how you plan i mean you can't just you know it becomes part of the story so yeah exactly yes jason Would you like to share your wish you were here? All right. It's going to be very much out of left field. That's okay. All right. Okay. We like that. So um, maybe something that not everybody's heard of, but uh, in in Alberta, there are the, you know, Canadian Badlands and quite a bit of uh, dinosaur fossils are found there. So if you go a little bit outside of Calgary to a place called Drumheller, which is a fantastic name. There is one of the most exquisite collections of uh, dinosaur remains in the Royal Terrell Museum. The and Royal Terrell Museum. Yeah, exactly. Haven't heard of it, have you? No. It's fantastic. It's absolutely worth the road trip. Uh, and it is a, a fantastic collection of pretty much all of uh, uh, specimens that they've found in the Canadian Badlands around uh, Alberta. And they are, it's, it's a great display. Um, 
and some some really impressive fossils there on exhibit. Wow, that sounds so interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's That's definitely cool. uh, definitely off the beaten path. Nice. That's great. As was your mountain climb. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the Royal Terrell Museum of Paleontology. Oh, that yes. sounds cool. Oh, boy. Did you just Google this? I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Well, because I get, I don't know, I get excited about all of these different things. So I was, I went back to Google Maps when Cheryl was talking about the Natchez Peak Loop so I could see where that mm-hmm. was. And then you're talking about the Royal Terrell Museum. And of course, I spelled it wrong. Yeah. So it's kind of why we have a podcast, though, is because we get really excited talking about yeah, these things. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of true. So, and that's Ryan. also why we have show notes so that we can put all these things down and link to them. So if other people would like more information, they can find the stuff that we've already Googled. They sure can. All right, Ray, what would you like to do for your wish you were here? Ooh, so many places to choose from, but I'm going to go with an experience I had in the Peace Corps. So I was in the southern state of Chiapas in the Peace Corps. Most people have never gone there um, because it doesn't have as much history, but it's known for its nature. Even though there are a lot of Mayan Mm. pyramids there, they just have not bothered excavating them. Mm. So one of the places we went to when we were down there, my wife was my girlfriend at the time, was a place called Cima de Cotorras. Um, it seems like a sinkhole and Cotorras are parakeets. So pretty much what you do is you're driving, you know, away from the major city into this kind of arid desert area and you kind of pull up out of nowhere and there's just this one house and you kind of pull up to it and you look down and suddenly there's a 180 meter deep sinkhole in the middle of nowhere. But what they don't tell you when you look down into the sinkhole and I barely did because I had fear heights and that was terrifying. (laughs) Um, is there's actually a tropical jungle at the bottom of it. It's oh, in the middle of this dry desert, but because of all the humidity goes into it, it goes at the bottom. And it is a breeding ground for parakeets. There are thousands <gasps> upon thousands of parakeets that go in there to sleep every night. So the way it works oh. is you arrive the day before, and around 6 o'clock, the parakeets start coming back. So all you t- see are dozens of little green streaks because they just go, they dive bomb into the bottom of it. So you just see these little shoo, shoo, and there go all these parakeets trying to go back into their houses because they sleep down there at night. Huh. So that's step number one. Step number two is you, know, you sleep in that little house that I told you about. You wake up the next morning at around 4 a.m. And they take you rappelling down about a halfway down there. <gasps> and you, you sit on a ledge and you wait for the sun to peek over the crest. So you, you're, you're down. You know, Again, my wife has no fear of heights. She looked over the edge and I was like holding onto the white wall for dear life. I'm like, no way I'm doing that. Um, the sun comes out and suddenly – the noise is deafening because thousands of parakeets just woke up in the jungle down there and they all start making noise at the same time because, Hey, it's morning. And it echoes in this, you know, in this essentially this tube that you're in and suddenly they start waking up in groups of hundreds, but they don't go straight up. They start, you know, circling. So you're sitting there on the wall of this sinkhole and you look up and you see thousands of parakeets are circling on the way out as they fly out for the huh. day to go and get their food and all the rest of it. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour. They do take, give you umbrellas because they will poop on you. Um, you know, <laughs> as, as they're making their way up. Um, but it was such, it was an amazing experience when we did that. And then me crawling up, you know, I was like against the rock crawling back out of there again too. That was pretty terrifying, but it was an amazing experience and anybody has a chance to do it. It's as far as I know, it's still not very well known. So you can probably wow. be one of the only people there when you don't see that. Cima de Cotorras in the state of Chiapas, Mexico. Wow. That's so cool. That is really cool. 
That is incredibly cool. Ryan, add that to your science travel. I know, right? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Lisa, what would you like to do for your wish you were here? So I'm going to take you back to Mexico, which I was talking about on my exposure to other cultures. Same trip. Um, the uh, In the Valley of Mexico, Teotihuacan. Mm. which is a, um, a Aztec pyramid site um, just half an hour outside of Mexico City. So it's somewhere that you can, I was looking it up, you can take a bus or, um, which the bus is called Pyramides, um, <laughs> pyramids. Mm -hmm. And, or there's like day trips, you could like hire a guide and, and get in a van with a group of people and they'll tell you about it um, starting from Mexico City. But yeah, we went with our, our group from our church and um, it's a pretty extensive site. It used to be a very large city, um, and there still exists some of the main plazas in the center of the city, as well as pyramids where there, there used to be rituals. Um, I think there was maybe even human sacrifice there, so kind of wow. dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how much of the history that happened, Um but yeah, these pyramids are um, kind of basic pyramid shape overall, but different from the Egypt ones in that they have more steps and there's like three plateaus going up, hmm. or like terraces, I'd say maybe. And then the very top is flat. It's not totally pointed. Um, and then there's um, steps kind of going up the middle, like really steep steps that at some points you're on your hands and knees, or at least I was going up. Wow. These. Um, so they do let you climb up. Yeah, yeah, part of the oh, visit, cool. yeah, at least when I was in high school, I, it looks like, I was reading about it a little yesterday, it looks like you still can climb up, it was like 200 steps, so um, pretty tall, um, the city used to cover eight square miles, hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, the other thing I really remember is that in one of the plazas, uh, the Quetzalcoatl Plaza, um, one of the priests in my group was like, Hey, if you if you clap, the the um, echo sounds like a duck, and um, <laughs> and it, does. it was true. Yeah, it was really oh. weird. I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, it's just a cool ancient site. Um, it's pretty well preserved considering how old it is. Like, uh, let me see what Wikipedia says. Uh, its zenith was uh, around 1 AD, although I guess some of it might be built before that. And the main two pyramids are the Pyramid of the Sun and the Pyramid of the Moon. Nice. So there's a couple different ones to hmm. climb. And they've recently discovered there are um, tunnels beneath. So I don't know if you can get in there, but that's oh, a interesting. recent archaeological study. Yeah. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site as well. Nice. Love it. Tommy, what are you going to do for your wish you were here? For my wish I was here, um, thought about it. So I think I would say Isla Ometepe in Nicaragua. So I know nothing about this. You're going to have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know too much about it either until I went um, while I was going to school in Costa Rica. But Isla Matepe is a island in the middle of Lake Nicaragua, which is the largest lake in Central America. Uh -oh. And so 
you have to take a boat from mainland Nicaragua to the island itself. And picture just a big... Oh. (laughs) There are roads throughout everything, but just kind of picture like a big open farm a little bit where there Mm. are just chickens and pigs, horses, whatever animal you'll find on the island just kind of running around and... I went there for Thanksgiving about two years ago with just a group of my really good friends that we all met uh, while going to school in Costa Rica. And we rented motorcycles for about four days. And this was the first time any of us but one of us had ridden a motorcycle before. Oh, boy. (laughs) So (laughs) that was a very interesting process to learn. I'm sure it was. Yeah. We hop on the motorcycles, and the gentleman venting to us, so, do you know how to ride? We're like, uh, no. It's like, okay, hop on the back. And so we hopped on the back with him. He took us to the back of this baseball field with horses in the right field. There were people playing baseball on the field, and there were <laughs> bulls in center right by us. He's like, all right. He like showed us how to do the handles or kind of how to shift and do all of that taught us went back all right see ya talk to you later so (laughs) yep we went out for about four days um went out my buddies we stayed in this really really interesting hostel um one of the more interesting ones i've stayed in it was kind of buried in the jungle on this um island and so something i forgot to mention both of these islands are volcanoes so always a plus in my book (laughs) so there's that did you or did you not see lava no lava oh bummer they are dormant (laughs) oh bummer yeah but you go to this hostel and it's in the middle of this jungle and there's a little tree house that you can go up and have like some morning coffee in and so all my buddies and i um like our second morning there grabbed some coffee went up to this tree house that's above the tree canopy and from there, you can just see this full panoramic 360 view of these two mountains, this jungle surrounding mm. you everywhere. And we just sat up there and talked for a couple hours and ate our, we ate our peanut butter sandwiches. And <laughs> Authentic. Yes, that is all the food we had. <laughs> yeah, the day before was, um, we kind of got caught in a hurricane. Uh, and so all the food... How do you, I'm sorry, how do you kind of get caught in a hurricane? Oh. Like either you are in a hurricane or you're not in a hurricane. Well, I'd call it more of a monsoon. Uh, Okay. More like a tropical hurricane. (laughs) Well, it was hurricane. It was technically a hurricane. (laughs) It was like Hurricane Nate or something like that. Tommy, you're not like in trouble or anything. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to figure... It was like technically classified as a hurricane. I'm just doing this for my mom's sake. I don't want to scare her. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're doing it. Now I get it. (laughs) So we were kind of trapped indoors for a little bit and all the stores closed down for a day. And so that was actually on Thanksgiving. And so Hmm. we ate cookies, peanut butter and peanut butter sandwiches, Lay's and... Like Lay's potato chips? Lay's potato chips and um, orange Fanta. So that was our 
Thanksgiving Day. That sounds Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. There you go. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was. We would love it if you would follow us on social media. We are at Tim We Podcast. That's at T-M-W-Y for Take Me With You Podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can also email us at TimWePodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what are your wish you were here for this location. We would love to hear that. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail at 406-763-8699. Or if it's easier to remember, 406-POD-TIMWE. We would love it if you would rate and review our podcast to tell other people what you think about it. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and share about this episode on your social media. As always, thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the awesome artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is Something. And thank you to Erica Corbin for the use of her song, Round the Globe. You can listen to Erica's music wherever music is sold or streamed. That's all we have for this episode. So until next time, remember to take me with you. Take me with you. Can we get a sailboat chasing down the sunset as we float round and round the globe? Salty air and balmy nights Guided only by the lights above And a little love All oh, the world is out there waiting to